a member of the Real Fans Podcast Network. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing some of the strong women of Marvel. Yes. So, shall we yeah. get started? Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to start with today is we're going to start with talking about um, why, in our opinions, this again, a lot of this episode is subjective. It's like, t- or objective. Object- no, subjective, right? Subjective is personal. Objective is like everybody agrees on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> a lot of this is going to be subjective. It's a lot of our opinions, um, a lot of just, like, what what our thoughts are. But yeah. this first thing that we're going to talk about is um, why do we think that some female characters are spotlighted or more focused on while others aren't? So, yeah, that's where we're going to start today. Yeah. So do you have any interesting thoughts or do you want me to start? <laughs> you can start. Okay, cool. So, I think what it essentially it boils down to, this is like broad ideas starting, is that I just think some are more interesting, also have a longer history than others. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like in the recent years, in the past like 10 years, maybe even less, in the past five years, Marvel has come out with new comics for new female characters in the comics but they're just barely getting started in those comics. They're not, like, well-known characters like yeah. Storm from X-Men, like Mystique from X-Men, like Phoenix from X-Men as well, Jean Grey. Um, and you also have, like, Black Widow and Gamora and Mantis and yeah. Captain Marvel, right? These are characters that have been staples in Marvel for a long time. And then we finally get new characters like spider gwen like silk you know yeah and these are relatively new characters um and so i think there's not enough of people interested in them i mean i'm sure if somebody slaps a marvel sticker on a silk movie i bet you a ton of people are gonna go because but no one knows about her prior exactly it would be something new that marvel's doing um like Oh, gosh, not the Moon Knight movie. A lot of people knew Moon Knight to begin with, but there's another one. What was that other one that they're doing that they showed before the Spider-Man movie? Mobius? Yes. Is that it? The, like, Bat Guy? Yeah. Yeah, Mobius, I think is yeah. the name. I feel like that's not, like, a very well-known character. I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but, like, this is the first time I've ever heard of this guy. Yeah. And... So- I'm just making sure it's Mobius. Yeah, it's Mobius. I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. We're just fact-checking myself. Huh? I was just fact-checking myself on our good friend Google. No, no, for sure. So, like, how new? Are there comics even for this guy, or is it just like Marvel was like, let's just try it and see what sticks? Um, Let me check, because I had already closed out. Ah. Comics. Morbius, not Mobius. What is it? Morbius. Morbius. Okay. Yeah. Morbius is the guy from Loki. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but Morbius is also from the Matrix. So Morbius, the living vampire, was um, first appeared an enemy of the superhero Spider-Man in the Amazing Spider-Man um, comic 101 on October 1971. Okay. So not 
But he doesn't have his own comic series, right? It's not like he's like Captain America. Yeah, it's not like he's Captain America. He's usually a villain for Spidey. Yeah. Oh, okay. he's had Which one is... called Morbius the Living Vampire, and that was published from 1992 to 1993. Okay. Well, I guess I stand corrected. However, I don't know. I just feel like I've like never heard about this character before. Same. This is not something that anybody's like even if like there are characters that are in the comics that i've heard of that like we i haven't seen that i don't know about kind of like she no, that i do oh yeah like she hulk you know like i know enough about she hulk and like mockingbird and like um like domino even though domino is in deadpool too like you know yeah or like like mirage like mirage a lot of people know who mirage is like yeah She's like a very pretty. She's like a pretty popular character. I mean, granted, again, she's also an X Men character, but you know, yeah, still. Um, but anyway, I just feel like there are a lot of characters that are chosen solely because they're more well known and they'll bring in more people. I think that's their number one thought is yeah. who's going to bring in the money. Oh yeah, right. That's all. And so Captain Marvel. Absolutely. And Captain Marvel was a big driver of that. And you could tell the movie lacked the passion that other Marvel movies have that I feel, in in my opinion. You know, I definitely agree. Which was upsetting to me because I think she's a really cool character. And I don't think they made her live up to the potential that she has. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I feel like Marvel took so long to even, like, we didn't get a female, like, led movie until Captain Marvel, and then Black Widow was the next one, and that definitely proved that they could have given her one in phase one and not phase four after she's been killed off. I know. Tell me about it. Oh my gosh, I was so upset. I was like, why wasn't this here ages ago? But we wouldn't have have gotten Florence Pugh. We wouldn't have had Florence Pugh as Selena. That is exactly what my thoughts were, but I wasn't sure if that's what you said or not. But yes, I agree. But, but there's like a ton of characters we don't even know about, right? Like, yeah. okay, like we already mentioned, like She-Hulk is never even mentioned. Neither is Spider-Gwen. Also, Jessica Jones, she had her own TV show, but she's not good enough for the MCU. Like, what gives? Yeah, I I definitely agree. Yeah. um, I mean... Agent Carter and Jessica Jones, they kind of paved the way when it came to, like, Marvel-centric TV shows because they were, yeah. like, the two big ones at the time, right? They were coming out pretty pretty well at the same time. Um, and then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Um, and that kind of highlighted including powerful women, like, outside of the Avengers and outside of that, like, the people behind the scenes, right? That's what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. really is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like... Agent Carter got pulled after two seasons, which in my opinion was not enough. However, Agent Carter was doing the same numbers as some shows that have been on the air for who knows how long. Yeah. And they pulled it because they said it wasn't getting enough views. And I'm like, okay, but shows like, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like shows like Arrow and like Supergirl have been going on for freaking ever. Yes, and I get... I honestly have, like, stopped watching them because they just, like, repeat the same arc every season at this point. 
Yeah, and they're just not good anymore. No, but they were amazing the first couple of seasons. I do not want to get on a DC rant right now. But they no, were I know, amazing I know. on like for the first couple of seasons. And honestly, I love the DC shows, but I like the ones that like are on HBO and mm-hmm. all the CW, like The Flash, Arrow, um, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow are not on HBO. It shows mm-hmm. like Titans that really i could talk about titans and how they've been treating their female characters all day because i love them all so much they're so badass um but like supergirl she kind of annoyed me it was kind of like the captain marvel thing where like yeah they like just reused the same storyline as they do for superman for her exactly and, like, the thing that bothered me with Captain Marvel is, like, they didn't even use her to her full potential, like, in the grand scheme of the MCU. Oh, yeah. Like, if you think about it, she's, like, one of – she is the most powerful Avenger, hands down. Yes. Hands down. Yes. Most powerful Avenger. Second to Wanda. Wanda is, like – Wanda's, uh, Wanda's like making her way. Yeah. yeah. They're, like, pretty neck and neck, her and Wanda. Yeah. But, okay, Wanda didn't do anything in that last fight against Thanos in Endgame. She did nothing. Yeah. Same thing with Captain Marvel. She showed up for two seconds for that stupid girl power scene that everybody was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, no, I find that like, it was cool, but like, what's the point of it? There's literally no point in it. And I I know we've talked about this before. Yeah. I just want to read a line from the Multiverse of Madness trailer that's been going around with Wanda. You break the rules and become the hero. I do it and I become the enemy. That doesn't seem fair. Exactly. I'm sorry. I people agree. get, like, upset with, like, Wanda and everything. But, like, Tony Stark broke so many rules. All the time. And they're like, oh, my gosh, Tony, Tony, he's such a hero. And, and then, then like, they Wanda... turn around with Wanda and they're like, meh. Like, okay, people are mad at her for things that she did in Age of Ultron. And I'm like, the thing you have to remember, though, is that in Age of Ultron, she was literally a child. Yeah. We forget about this. Yeah. Like, she wasn't even 18. No. And people hold um, Spider-Man with such a high regard with everything that happened in No Way Home. Yeah. Anyway, I think people hold female characters to a higher standard than they do their male characters and i just don't think that's fair i mean not to say that like people can't have their own opinions because everybody's more than welcome to have their own opinion i just think that like when especially when it comes to like the female superheroes people are expecting for the most part again this is like an assumption this isn't like fact this is just my opinion and of the general of what i've seen online um i feel like when they make the female superhero movies they're looking for iron man one black widow you know or iron man two black widow you know they're looking for the sex appeal which totally is part of the reason that the women were who are chosen are chosen oh yeah i mean think about it like Black Widow is, like, super, like, that's her whole shtick, is that, like, she uses her sex appeal to lure people in and then kick butt, right? Which I don't think is bad. I actually think it's a really great way to display using your femininity as an advantage. Oh, I agree. 
which I think is really cool. But that's not to say that every female superhero has to be that way. Oh, no, I definitely agree. Which is why when Wanda came in and, like, we got WandaVision and, like, we saw a little bit deeper into her mind and to, like, what she was doing. Yeah. I was like, heck yes, she's wearing freaking sweatpants. Me too. Like. (laughs) I love that. You know? She's not trying to be sexy. She's not trying to be, like, hot. Yeah. Even though, even though her costume in that final battle that she transforms into is totally, like, pointed at the male gaze. But that's okay. It's fine. Um, we could talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, again, I've been watching Titans, which is a DC property, but they introduced, I think, five or six lead female characters in the first season. Uh-huh. And all of them kicked butt. And all of them, like, came together. But it wasn't like a endgame cringy came together. They were like, no, these men are stupid. Let's Let's figure out this bullshit without the men. And, like, they were just amazing. And, I mean, all of them, most of them had powers of the women. And then all the men, like, basically didn't. So they were, like, comparatively stronger than the men. (laughs) You know? Yeah, and I think, I don't necessarily think one has to be stronger or not no, I, think I definitely it just needs agree. to be like i think there needs to be some sort of even playing field here yeah. because at the moment it's really not like we see a few really awesome strong female characters right yeah. like like how we've already talked about like we got we have yelena we have monica we have kate oh we haven't I really talked about kate we haven't really talked about kate yet but i love kate. but we have kate we have we have hope there's uh there's Hella, right? She's like the main freaking villain of Ragnarok, which is like super cool. When was we the have Pepper last Potts. time we Yeah, Pepper Potts. I mean, she's been there since the beginning. Yeah. She's super awesome. I love but, her. But like when did we see a female villain in Marvel in the MCU? Never. Not until Hella. No. Yeah. And that's, which is awesome. Uh, I love her. And we have Valkyrie too, who like totally flips gender stereotypes especially in in superhero movies like on their booty oh yeah like in is it an endgame when we see her and she's like the ruler of new asgard and she's like just being all weird you know totally wasted all the time and oh yeah like it's awesome to see like women fit in where they're comfortable especially one movie, one franchise that I think does it especially well is the Deadpool franchise. Yeah. I think they did such a good job, especially with Domino and Yukio and, oh my gosh, what's that other girl's name? There's another one. I can't remember her name right now. But, oh, Negasonic TJ Warhead. Okay. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, what what is her name? We haven't mentioned what's her face. Yeah. Hold on. But also, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Yukio are the first LGBT couple in a Marvel series, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Shang Chi. What's the What's the friend's name? Katie, right? Oh. <laughs> I have no idea. 
Yeah, it is Katie Chen. Okay. But I know Gabby, you just said you haven't seen it. But um she um she starts off like just like a common person, like a high school buddy of Shang-Chi. And Mm -hmm. throughout the course, she, like, learns archery and, like, becomes a hero and ends up, like, saving the day at the end. That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, like, things like that. Yeah, like, she ends up saving Shang-Chi's butt at the end. Good. Like, exactly. That's, like, kind of what I'm talking about. I just think that, like... It took so long for us to get here. Yeah, and I still don't even think we're there. I still no. don't think Marvel is giving us the content that we deserve, especially for our female characters. Give me an A-team movie. We've talked about this. Yeah. I want to see the A-team. I can't remember who's on A-team. Give me, I know She-Hulk is a part of it. Oh, gosh. Is it the A-team? No. Who is it? A-Force. That's who it is. A-Force, not A-team. Okay. A-Force. You were close. I was very close. Which is, um, let's see, who's it comprised of? Members. Here. So it has Captain Marvel, Medusa, She-Hulk, Singularity, Nico Minoru, Dazzler, and then Dazzler Thor? Oh? I don't know who that is, but... Speaking of Thor, the A version of Dazzler that appeared in the 2015 Sorry, the which one? She Thor with Natalie Portman coming back. I think that'll be great. It's gonna be great. Yeah, but when there's so many female superheroes in Marvel that are already there, why are we doing like a female version of Thor when there's so many other things we can do? Yeah. Like, give me. I seriously would love to see a Mirage movie. Like, I would totally watch that. Oh, I would watch that. I would absolutely watch that. Or, like, even if they gave us, like, I would love, I would also think a Silk movie would be really cool. That would be cool. Because, right, she's Korean-American. That would be great. Yeah, we need more diversity in Marvel. Absolutely. And I think Black Panther and Shang-Chi are, like, good steps in the right direction. Oh, yeah. But, like... We need more. Also, you know what would be great? Oh, my what? gosh. What if we got a Negasonic Teenage Witch and, like, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! just, like, movie? Oh, my God. It's, like, it takes place after Deadpool 2, and it, like, has all of the same, like, vibes as Deadpool, but with them. I That'd would be, be down cool. for that. That would be Hardcore cool. would be down for that. Also, Yukio is my favorite. She inspired me to dye my hair pink again after I saw that movie. Oh, my God. Of course she did. I loved her. She was so good. Yeah. Plus, I mean, then we got LGBT and we got minorities. Like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Sorry, we forgot about Captain Carter. <laughs> okay. Yes. But there's also a Captain Britain. Yes. She is that. No, she's no. not Captain Britain. A different character is Captain Britain. Hold on. Who is it? Uh, is a different character. I can't remember who. But, like, we got that from What If. No, before that. I know. Betsy Braddock. That's her name. Okay. So she was in the Marvel Comics 
comics commonly associated with Captain Britain and the X-Men created by writer Chris Claremont and artist Herb Trimp in 1976, and she first appeared in the Marvel UK series Captain Britain. She was in Dark Phoenix, X-Men Apocalypse, Marvel Superheroes, X-Men The Last Stand, and Wolverine and the X-Men. Okay. Played by Olivia Munn. Interesting. <laughs> but, like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of characters that, like, they haven't even touched. No. Like, I think it would be really cool to see, like, an X-Men and, Mar- like, MCU mashup. Oh, I would, too. Which... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, X-Men is owned by a different company, right? I think it's Sony. Oh, Disney has the rights for it because it was acquired after 20th Century Fox purchase. Oh. So oh, 20th that's Century right. Fox, 21st Century So they Fox totally could. They really could. So they They totally also have could. the Fantastic Four now, too. Oh my gosh. I think this is a prime opportunity. And I think the Multiverse of Madness is going to kind of open up into that. Yeah. I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to bring in the X-Men, to bring in the Fantastic Four, to bring in, right? So we'll get to see Storm and Mystique and Phoenix. Oh, hopefully. I love And them. hopefully a She-Hulk. Yeah. Maybe Silk, maybe well, Gwen. Well, we're going to get right? She-Hulk soon, right? The yeah, I think that's enough. already like in the works. Yeah, I forget if they've cast it already. I don't think so. I don't know. But I remember that was announced in one of the, um, like, Disney announcements or something recently. But, like, still, anyway, that's not the point. The point is, I think that the Multiverse of Madness is a great opportunity to introduce new characters that we haven't seen yet. Because... They can have these whole elaborate backstories that have yeah. nothing to do with the Marvel MCU Earth yeah. that we see. So I, I just looked up She-Hulk. It comes out later this year. Oh. And Tatiana Maslany is She-Hulk. There we go. See? See? This is what I mean. <laughs> I guess we guess I guess we need to do a little bit more research before we start these episodes, but it's fine. I um, guess we didn't know we were talking about this. Yeah. But, like, so, we haven't even started talking about the Dora Milaje. Oh, I know. Them. There's so much to talk about with them. I yeah. mean, they're a fantastic group. Yes. Honestly, I'm kind of hoping this episode is going to be short. So That's why I'm trying to transition. You're like, Gabby, let's stuff. go. But really quick, really quick. I wanted to say that, like, for a long time, as we all know, Marvel was very centered around their male superheroes. And the question is, a lot of people are asking, like, okay, so what changed? What made them decide to change? And the simple thing is that female fans were calling them out. They were like, yeah. look, you can't keep doing this. Same and thing with Star Wars fans. Exactly. People were freaking outraged. Like, they were like, you're treating women as objects in these movies, and you can't yeah. do that anymore. Which is and why so then, we got Rey and Rose. Yeah, which is why we got Rey and Rose. And it's also why we got Captain Marvel. Yeah. And Captain Marvel feels like it's such a let's just appease them and move on. It does. And that's how I feel about Ray and Rose, too. It's the same thing. It's that, like, oh, we don't really care about this, but people are asking for it, and we don't want to lose their money, so here. Yeah. And I think part of the problem is that there aren't more women on the creative teams. Oh, I definitely agree. Um, Like, there's plenty of source material. There's, like, hundreds and hundreds and millions of pages. Dallas 
direct everything. Hmm? Bryce Howard Dallas. She um she creates a bunch of the um like Mandalorian episodes. She's the director oh. for a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, her or the first Wonder Woman director. Yes. The first Wonder Woman was good. The second one sucked. Oh, totally. I am not disagreeing. And the no. first Wonder Woman had a female costume A female designer. director and designer. And then both of them, or the second one got rid of both of them and had men. So it was yeah. way more sexualized. And, oh, yeah. And in the first one, at least, the armor was, like, real Amazonian, like, ward, yeah. warrior armor from, like, forever ago. Ancient Greece. Yeah. So, shall Don't we talk about another that. group of amazing warrior women? Absolutely. Speaking of the Amazonians? Yes. So, I was looking up more about the Dora Milaje, um, and I found this Time magazine article entitled, There's a True Story Behind Black Panther's Strong Women. Here's why that matters. And it talks about the real-life inspiration for the military group from Wakanda. Mm -hmm. So they were introduced in a Black Panther comic by Christopher Priest, who took over as lead writer of the series in 1998. Since the series is relaunched in 2016, they've become much more central to the plot. And the title character was the first African-American superhero who was created in 1966. In their initial appearance, Priest's narrator describes the female bodyguards as deadly Amazonian high school karate chicks, who were <laughs> also the king's wives in training. Which um, is totally not who they are now. No, it's totally changed since. And I feel like that initial appearance is like very... 1990s. Dare I say, like, insulting? Like, yeah. I feel like that really dumbs them down, yeah. especially like when we see the power that they're capable of. Oh, I, I feel like agree. that's, I feel like that's very insulting yes. of them. Um, so there's been many speculations about the inspiration behind these warriors, and it is clear that one of their main antecedents was the famous all-female African military corps of Dahomey, West Africa, now the Republic of Benin. So sorry about that. Um, whom the French dubbed the the Hami Amazons after female warriors in Greek mythology. And some experts believe that the first such regiment, which emerged sometime in the 17th century, comprised hunters called Gibeto. Well, I have no idea. Truth be told, this is a lot of like different African languages of which I know none. So know. if we're butchering them, I am so, we're so sorry. sorry. Um, well, others contend they were recruited from among the king's many wives. As Sylvia Servain, who was like a historian, um, describes in the women soldiers of Dahomey, these warriors can be difficult to categorize as their names were based on a warrior's weapon, as a, on a woman's weapons expertise and unit to which she was assigned to. And whatever their origin, the king... Oh, oh, Whatever their origin, the king was always surrounded by armed women in public and private life. And by the end of the 19th century, an estimated 4,000 women, many of whom began their training as teens, were among the Dahomey military ranks. 
and in times of war during the transatlantic slave trade and in the fight against French colonialism, the Hamu female warriors were the last in line of defense between the enemy and the king, writes uh, Serbin, and were prepared to sacrifice their lives to protect him. Which I feel like is very similar to how the yeah. Dora Milaje work. I mean... They're just not trained to be the wives of the king as well. Yeah. Like, the king has one wife in Black Panther, and yeah. it's Angela Bassett, and she's amazing, and I love her. I love her. She's a queen. Yeah. We love Angela Bassett in this house. Yeah. Um, but I think they're they're very powerful warriors. So I think one of, like, my favorite scenes in the whole Black Panther movie is when... When... Um, T'Challa and oh gosh, Killmonger. Yeah, right. That's his name. Michael B. Jordan. It's Killmonger. Yeah, right. They're like about to do their. He's like, or Michael B. Jordan has just like won the fight or whatever. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, and I've seen it like all of two times. So forgive me if I'm mixing the times up. But it's this scene that I think is so powerful, and it's when Shuri is standing there, just like open and strong. And people think that Okoye and one of the other Dora Milaje like put their spears in front of her to protect her, but it's actually like to hold her back. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Do you know what scene that is? Because I can't think no. of the scene off the top of my head. I cannot. Okay, but there's like a scene. If you go through it and you watch it, it's the part where they're like holding her back. I think it's just after Killmonger has supposedly killed T'Challa, even though he didn't. That sounds about right. I think that's what it is. Um, And he's like, I don't remember what's next, but it, like I said, it's been a really long time since I've seen that movie. I haven't seen that movie in since like. 2020 it's been like two or three years since i've seen yeah movie. it's oh, really yes, good it is i would love that movie it's really good i just, I just have time to rewatch marvel movies same i haven't had any time to watch movies especially because we cover so many movies on this podcast i know which we're putting we're a slowing halt down to. yeah we're like okay we already have real fans for real movies we don't need real fans for real movies too yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so oh yeah Anyway. Which has been giving me time to watch shows again. Right? I've been able to watch shows. I know. We'll talk about that on our favorite TV shows episode. Uh, we have an episode coming out soon with our favorite TV shows just because we need to talk about the things we've been watching because we haven't been watching stuff for the podcast. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, but to get off track. I just, to get on I track, you mean? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I told you. I. It's been a long week. It has. Um, but back to my point, I just think that's a really powerful scene is the fact that they're holding Shuri back because they know what she's capable of. Like, they know she's going to kick his butt in, like, less than two seconds. Oh, yeah. Like. <laughs> Again, she was definitely trained with the Dora Milaje as Absolutely. the princess. Absolutely. She was trained with them. And she's a freaking genius. Yes. She's one of the smartest Marvel characters, like, and rivaling, like... she's a like, child, right? She's Peter's age. Yeah. She's Peter's age, and she's one of the smartest people, like, characters in the entire MCU, rivaling yeah. Tony, rivaling Peter, and even Bruce. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the technology that she makes, it's 
ridiculous how advanced this technology is. Yeah. I honestly think she's smarter than all four, than all three of them. Oh, yeah, she definitely is. Smarter than Tony, smarter than Peter, and smarter than Bruce. She definitely is. She just is. Yeah. So, anyway. So. That's the great thing about Black Panther. It's a great movie. Yeah. Also, Angela Bassett. You can't not love Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's great in these movies. I love her in these movies. They're so good. Okay. Anyway. Now that we're done talking about that, I've, I've, I'm going to step off my soapbox as to why the Dora Milaje and Shori and like all of Black Panther yes. is like the best. Um, <laughs> we have a sponsorship today from our lovely Ooh. friends at Audible. Yeah. So if you go to the link in the description down below, um, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible. And uh, yeah, you get one free book credit if you are not a prime member but if you are a prime member you can get two free credits which is pretty freaking cool there are a lot of awesome awesome books on audible that you can get for one credit including emma's favorite which is all seven of the narnia books we've talked about that three or four times it's a pretty good one it's Um, it's a great one because you get like i think it's like 38 hours of yeah content for one one credit yeah this one's pretty good so if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash fanfatales, the same way it's spelled everywhere else, you can get that th- free 30-day trial. You can get that book credit, too, for Prime members. And my favorite thing about Audible is that they tell you when your free trial is ending. It's great. Yeah, they send you an email when, you get, when your free trial is about to be up because, you know, how many times have you been paying for a service that you didn't even know you were paying for because you started the free trial and so never many. ended it? So many. Literally. But Audible is great because they let you know when your trial is ending. So if you want to get on those deals, go ahead and follow the link in the description down below. AudibleTrial.com forward slash fan fatales the same way it's spelt everywhere else. Thank you, Audible, for your sponsorship. We really appreciate it. So to move a little bit away from kind of this Women of Marvel conversation, shall we do some I mean, gender bent casting? I feel like it's not, like, moving away not from the away, conversation. but, like... It's letting me step off my soapbox for a little while of why Marvel women deserve more recognition oh, yeah. than they have. That's it. Yeah. Okay. But, yes. So, who so what we're going to do... Oh. Sorry, sorry. Really quick. What we're going to do is we're going to take the original six Avengers. We're going to gender bent cast them. We're also going to include my favorite, Emma's favorite, and then a few extras in there. Um, some fan favorites. Call them extras, because huh? it's Black Panther, Ant Man, Loki, and Wanda. I would not call them extras, but they're not like the original six. I mean, they're True. iconic characters. They're like yeah. very like well known characters, but they're not like like it's your favorite, my favorite, the six, and then yeah, pretty important players. I mean, Black Panther, Ant Man, Loki, and Wanda. Yeah. So, who'd you cast as Captain America? I said Reese Witherspoon. That's a great choice. I feel like that's a really good choice. I said Jennifer But not Lawrence. like... She's also on my list somewhere else. Okay. Is she on my list? Wait, Jennifer Lawrence? She was on my list? Not anymore. Just kidding. Okay. But I do think that... I think that, like, Reese Witherspoon, like, now. Not, like, legally blonde. Yeah, I agree. 
Like, Reese Witherspoon in that movie that she did, like, two or three years ago where she's, like, a mom and, like, these three boys move into her house. Have you seen that movie? Yes. That. Her. Okay. She, that movie is so good, though, by the way. I can't remember what it's called. But if you yeah. just, like, look it up, Reese Witherspoon. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I think she would be great. Also, Jennifer Lawrence is also a very good choice. She's a very Thank good you. actress. She is. She's, she's one of my OCs in the Marvel server. Of course she is. Yeah, she plays a doctor, and her name is Nick Hawkins. Yeah, so she's very cool. I was I was looking at a lot of um like badass women, mm-hmm. like actresses that have played a lot of badass women. Not gonna lie, I feel like we just need like the cast of Ocean's Ocean's Eight. <laughs> yeah, is that the movie with all? Wait, is Ocean's no. Eleven the one with the women, or Ocean's Eight the one with the women? I can't remember. I do not know. The one with the one with um the one with Sandra Bullock and Charlize Theron. Yeah, you know that I'm talking about. Ocean's Eight. Is it Ocean's Eight? And like, and um, oh, who else is in it? Um, I think Nicki Minaj is in it. Is Nicki Minaj in it? I can't remember. Yes, Ocean's Eight. It has Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Kate Sarah Blanchett, Paulson, that's Anne Hathaway, Helena Bottom Carter, um, Rihanna. Yeah. Who? Rihanna. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 That movie. I think I need to see that movie again because yeah. that one's so good. But I feel like that's the cast that we need is like that same vibe of the cast. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like we both have choices that would like give us that same vibe. Yeah. Speaking okay. of Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I cast her as Iron Man. <laughs> Me too! <laughs> How did we do that? She just gives off such strong Tony Stark vibes. <laughs> she does. She Oh my gosh, no way. It's <laughs> nuts. Okay, here's the thing. I th- my favorite movie with Sandra Bullock in it is Miss Congeniality. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Miss Congeniality and Iron Man same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all I really have to say about that. Yeah, I just think it's I just think I think that's like kind of a no-brainer. I feel like Sandra Bullock has to be Iron Man. Yeah. If it's not Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, no. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is out because she's a Marvel character. By the way, we tried to not cast people who've already been cast in Marvel movies. Yeah. I have a X-Men actress. But that's okay. X-Men is okay. Not MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm glad we're on the same page with Sandra Bullock because yeah. that is, like, such a strong vibe. So. Next. Bruce Banner slash Hulk. I said Maya Bialik from okay. Big Bang Theory. She plays um she plays Amy. Yeah. Sheldon's girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, Amy. She would Also be she's great. a Also she's a neuroscientist. Yes. Like legit, she's a neuroscientist. So, so we kind of both I, went with women that played strong like strong smart women. Yeah. Okay. I said Taraji P Henson who was Katherine Johnson in Hidden Figures. <gasps> yes yeah yes i love her she was great and she is currently cast to play shug avery in the color purple movie Ooh, that'll be good yeah yeah i love her i also really love maya bialik yeah i love her so Both much are great. she's she's great she's gorgeous and she has great comedic timing her comedic timing is beautiful yeah. all of them in that show were great so good yeah yeah 
Okay, I think they overused the laugh track, but that's not their fault. That's the editor's fault. Yeah, I agree. Okay, glad we're on the same page. Next. So I will fight on this next one because I have very strong opinions. Go for it. I didn't know who to put, so I just kind of threw one and saw if it stuck Anna Popowell for Hawkeye. Anna Popowell. Who's she? Remind Susan. me who she plays. In Narnia. <gasps> yes. I have such strong opinions of Anna Popowell playing Susan. Or yes. of her playing Hawkeye because she played Susan. Yes. Also, I'm changing my answer. <laughs> I'm changing my answer to... Um, I'm sh- oh my gosh, Emily Blunt. That's what oh, I'm that my would also be too. great. Yeah, I think Emily Blunt I love would be how so we both good. Those British actresses to play Hawkeye. No, it's it's so true. I think Emily Blunt would be so good. Emily Blunt would be great. Anna She's great. Well, now would be great. I think they would both be fantastic. Yeah, I also really like who they chose to play. Um, I like that. What's her name? Haley Steinfeld. She plays Kate, yeah. right? I think she's good. I do too. I really like her. I think she did a good job. Yeah. Okay. Black Widow. Black Widow. Not Thor next? Oh, sorry. Thor. Um, Gal Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman. <gasps> yes. Gal Gadot would be great. Or Gal Gadot, yeah. She would be great. I actually did choose an MCU actress. Just because she does such a good job, I think Tessa Thompson. She'd AKA be great. Valkyrie. Yeah, she'd be great as well. AKA Valkyrie. But yes, I like Gal I like the idea of Gal Gadot. Um, I'm trying to think who else might also be really good. Um I feel like Kate Blanchett would be really good too. Same. I'm interested feel- to see who you put for Black Widow. <laughs> Being okay. one of our two guys. Okay, who'd you put? Who'd you put? Who'd you put? I want you to go first. I've gone first the last couple times. Ugh, fine. I said Chris Pine. I did, did you as put well. Chris P- <laughs> yes! We have one brain cell and we are sharing it today. <laughs> yes, Chris Pine. I feel like that's like a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like Pretty hot. Pretty boy. Yeah, exactly. Pretty boy. That's it. Who'd that's you, all we need um who'd you put for spider-man i said mandy moore okay. but like young mandy moore okay i said amanda stenberg who was rue in the hunger games film and is now alana beck in the dear evan hansen film okay okay she'd be good yeah she'd be good Mostly i was trying to I chose use mandy. like an, a young actress that's like current yeah I feel like, okay, I'm trying to think who's, like, in that age group. Maybe, like, oh, oh, gosh, what's her name? She's in that show Good Trouble with, um, oh, gosh, with not Maya Mitchell, the other girl. Sierra Ramirez? Yes, Sierra Ramirez. Okay. I think she would be really good. Ooh, ooh, also, also. You know who else would be really good? Who? Lily Collins from Emily in Paris. Yes. Yeah. Lily Collins from Emily in Paris would be fantastic. Yeah. So who would you put for Bucky? I want to hear who you said for Bucky first. Okay. 
So I said Jamie Chung, who was Mulan in Once Upon a Time, and is also the voice actress for Gogo in Big Hero 6. Okay. She's good. She was also in the Princess Protection Program. As who? As Chelsea Barnes, the, like, popular girl. <gasps> I remember her. I loved yeah. those movies. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay, okay. I said, I think mine is so good. I said Stephanie Beatrice. But, like, as Rosa Diaz, like, the same vibe she has yeah. as Rosa Diaz, but for Bucky. I think she would be so good. Yeah. I love her also. So who okay. would you put for um, Black Panther? Okay. I had two thoughts about Black Panther. Okay. Because I love both of these actresses so much. Okay. Um, Number one, I said Kiki Palmer. Okay. I think she's good. The only thing is, I don't think she has that power enough that like t'challa needs you know that like black panther needs so then i said gabrielle union because i feel like she definitely does so this is where my x-men actress comes into play and i said alexandra ship who was storm in x-men apocalypse in 2016 and was also in tick tick boom she is good yeah she is good (laughs) she was very good yes i do like her I don't know. I still stand by Gabrielle Union. Okay. Though. She was so good in that move in that show. Yeah, it was like about a newscaster. She was so good in that show. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called now, but that was she was really good in that show. Okay, Ant Man. I don't know if I like this. Who'd you put? Tina Fey. So I was thinking like comedic actress. Oh no. I like the direction. Don't like her for the role. I said Zoe De Chanel. Oh, I like her much better. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Zoe De Chanel has the exact same vibe Ant Man does. Honestly, like, like Ant Man was my last thought. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna put down a comedic actress. Zoe De Chanel, also Rashida Jones, I think would be very oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Um. Also. Yeah, those are like my two. Rashida yeah. Jones and jo- Zoe Deschanel. Just because I feel like I love Zoe Deschanel and New Girl. <laughs> I think she's so good yeah. in New Girl. And I feel like I feel like Jess and I'm blanking on his name. Scott. Jess and Scott have the same vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that just kind of like, mm, that's not how things work. <laughs> You know, where you're just like, mm, 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 yeah, mm, no, but good try. <laughs> yeah, <But> no. <laughs> so, so I yeah. ended up changing my Loki actress. Okay. So it was Jennifer Morrison who plays Emma in Once Upon a Time. Okay. But then I ended up, because you were so right when I mentioned I wanted a Once Upon a Time actress to play Loki, Lana Perala, who plays Regina. I knew it. Well, Jennifer Morrison did the, like, she had, like, a dark, dark Emma season, and she was so mm-hmm. good in that season, but I don't know if she could handle it for as long as mm-hmm. Lana Perella had to do for Regina, which is why I was like, no, she's definitely the better choice. Yeah. Okay. Hear me out. Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Yeah. Maleficent, I almost put her. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I almost put her. Like, I feel like that is, that's like, if you mix Maleficent and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, 
and put them together, it's Loki. Yeah. But, like, you need, like, a little bit of magic. So, like, but, like, Maleficent has the magic. So, there we go. That's my yeah. answer. Angelina Jolie, for sure. Okay. But I do like yours. Yours are good, too. Thank you. Okay. I have to know who your Wanda is. Britton Thwaites. Um, he played Jonas in The Giver, Henry Turner in Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Dead Man, Tell No Tales, and Dick Grayson in the Titans TV show. Who is also a Romani character like Wanda is in the comics. Okay, that's fair. My thought, hear me out. Cameron Monaghan. He, he was the body for Cal Kestis. He was also uh, Ian Gallagher <gasps> on Shameless. Yes, yes, yes. He'd also be good. Yep. Yeah. I just love Brendan Thwaites so much. Huh? I, I, I just love mine so much, Brendan Thwaites. Because, yeah. especially in the Titan show, like, I'm watching it right now. Character goes through a lot of trauma. Which, like, you need someone that can, like, act that real well to play Wanda. Just yeah, look at that's Wanda true. Vision. But I feel like Cameron Monaghan does a good job. He was also in an arc in SVU, if I remember correctly. Okay. I think he had a villain arc in SVU, which was really good. Yeah. I watched almost every season of SVU from, like, season 10 on, because there's a lot of seasons. But I watched most of them. And if I remember correctly, somewhere in the middle of there, he has, like, a character arc where he's, like, some sort of serial killer or something. I can't remember, but... No, he's really good, though. I do like him as an actor. Plus, like, I feel like he's got the vibe. I feel like he just got the Wanda vibe. I agree. Also, he was in Gotham, apparently. Who was he in Gotham? I haven't seen that show. Kara will be forever mad at me if I say that, though. Sorry, Kara. Um... Twins, Jerome and Jeremiah Valeska, who serve as origins for the Joker on the DC Comics-based DV series Gotham. Okay. That's my next show to watch after I finish, or after I catch up to Titans. Which I just Fair. started the third season, so, like, I should start it this week, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn he was on a thing of SVU, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Most people know him as Cal Kestis. He just posted something the other day that they did the legacy saber of Cal Kestis. Yeah, which is one of our fandom news. Oh, is it? Oh, perfect segue then. <laughs> Into fandom news. I mean, do you have any last thoughts for our... No, like, I, little... I don't. <laughs> no? Okay, great. I feel like we've hit all the things we wanted to talk about. And we did it in under an hour. I'm so proud of us. Woo! We love short episodes on this show, especially because next week I'm going to be very upset. Very, very long episode next week. I'll try not to rant as much. Please don't. (laughs) It's okay. I ranted a lot this episode, though, so, like, it's fair. Fair game. Okay. But let's go. High five. Less than an hour. I'm proud of us. I'm sure Kara's like... Thank you. Though she had to cut out a lot this episode. But it's only an hour. True. So let's keep the ball rolling. Move on to this fan news. Get it done. Go yeah, to bed. You're first. <laughs> Me first. Awesome. So 
The Tony Awards Administration Committee met today to confirm the eligibility status of seven Broadway productions, including The Music Man, Company, and MJ, the Michael Jackson musical, for the 2021-2022 season. This was the second time that the Tony Awards Administration Committee met to decide the eligibility for the 75th Annual Tony Awards. Jewel Blackman will play Persephone and Hadestown starting on April 5th. Norm Lewis will lead the tour production of Roundabout Theatre Company's A Soldier's Play, beginning performances in December of 2022. Full casting announced for pre-Broadway tryout of The Karate Kid, the musical. I know. I know. The cast includes... Stop turning 90s movies <laughs> into musicals! The cast includes Giovanni Sai as... I'm not going to try to pronounce any of these names. Never mind. Chojun Miyagi. Oh, it's Miyagi. Oh. The cast includes Giovanni Sai as Miyagi, John Cardoza as Daniel LaRusso, Kate Baldwin as Lucille LaRusso, Alan H. Green as John Kreese, Jake Bentley Young as Johnny Lawrence, Jetta Jurai. I am so sorry. You're on your own on that one. I have no idea. <laughs> Jetta Jurins. Yep, I think that's it. As I think that's Allie it. Mills and Luis Pablo Garcia as Freddie Fernandez. Cast members honored for completing 50 for 50 Volunteers Challenge. The Batman director, Matt Reeves, has announced a spin-off comic book based on the film's version of the Red Hoor called Red Hoor Year One, and it was written by Paul Dan. The new musical, MJ, will launch a coast-to-coast North American tour at Broadway in Chicago's James N. Netherlander Theater on July 15th of 2023 and will play 17 major cities and more than 60 engagement weeks in its first season, while MJ continues its Broadway run at the Neil Simon Theater in New York City. The new Cal Custis Legacy lightsaber coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on March 25th at Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resort. That was yesterday. Yeah. When we filmed this, or when we recorded this, it was yeah, yesterday. Yeah, Sean got it. Very nice. Good job. Good he job. got it today. Good job, Sean. Yeah. Vendome Pictures and Path Films today announced that they are partnering with Tony Award winning Deaf West Theater to develop the stage musical adaptation of the Academy Award nominated smash hit film Coda. Heck yes. Tickets for Disney World's H2O Glow After Hours event go on sale soon. The National Tour of Chicago will relaunch later this year. Dates and cities for the tour are yet to be announced, but Broadway World has confirmed that the production has confirmed dates coming up in the fall of 2022. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League delayed to spring 2023 when it was originally slated to launch at some point in 2022. Producers Carmen Pavlovic and Bill Damasic announced that Natalie Mendoza, Tony Award winner Aaron Tveit, Tam Mitu, and Ricky Rojas will play their final performance in the Tony Award winning best musical Moulin Rouge on Sunday, May 8th of 2022. So many people leaving on the same day. I know. Yeah. Selena Fillinger's new Broadway comedy, POTUS, or Behind Every Great Dumbass, are seven women trying to keep him alive. Directed by five-time Tony Award winner Susan Stroman, will move up its press opening to the matinee of Wednesday, April 27, 2022, joining the 2021-2022 Broadway season for Tony Award eligibility. 
Girl from the North County has officially set its Broadway return dates. The musical, which temporarily closed on January 23rd, will promise the return in the spring, which will be returning for a limited engagement of April 29th to June 11th at the Belasco Theater. And last but not least, Disney cultural representatives, part of the Disney International Program, will return to Epcot in phases starting in August 2022, which I'm so excited and so happy. Yeah, so overall, lots and lots of Broadway news this week. There's always a lot of Broadway news. Yeah, but there's like a special, like, metric ton this week. I know. Now that there's no more, like, COVID restrictions at Disney to, like, talk about lifting or putting back in place, hopefully (laughs) not back in place, but knock on wood, I know. (laughs) But now that that there's no more Disney news to talk about, we, like, covered so much Disney news last week. Like everything's closed for refurbishment coming up soon. Yeah. So but it's, let's talk about Broadway. And yeah. Like DC's kind of slow because the Batman just came out and Marvel's, Marvel's been slow. Pretty slow. And Harry Potter's so, gonna be slow because Fantastic Beasts comes out like next week. Yeah. So get ready for these Marvel news for these news segments to like get a little shorter. Yeah. Finally. Thank God. Some of these were like two pages. Some of these were so long when we first started. Jeez. Yeah. I remember the Disney remodel episode was enormous. Yeah. Now we're going to get just like two or three little things to share and that'll be it. And then maybe, maybe we'll get enough emails to our email that maybe we can answer some emails or some like DMs or something. Yeah. That might be kind of cool. Which we've never like talked about our email. Yeah, we do have an email, guys. If you want to email us, it's fanfatalespod at gmail.com. Yeah. Pretty easy. So, shall we see them in the outro? uh, Yeah, we'll see you guys in the outro. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Podcast Network. That's right, and there's a huge variety of shows to listen to, like Real Fans for Real Movies, Holy Backcast, Disorder, Please Rewind, and many more. Join us next week where we will be traveling to the late 20s Wizarding World as we discuss Fantastic Beasts and where to find them and the crimes of Grindelwald. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FamFatalsPod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode. We also have our email open. That's at fam- that's FamFatalsPod at gmail.com. Yes. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? My Instagram and TikTok are both at SnippyEmma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gabs? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our music is by our amazing friend, Maddie Macon. And our editing is by the wonderful Kara Lensmeyer. As always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! Bye. The views expressed in this episode do not reflect the Banner Company their amount. Mm-hmm.